and we're rolling. Hey everybody, welcome to the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is, what is it, January oh, 10th? 11th. 11th. Oh, I would have said 12th, so that's not it's, good. It's one of those days. I was just here this afternoon because, kind of a neat little rental, it was the National Archives, and they had a bunch of old footage, and they were testing it out, transferring it to DCP. Oh. So I poked my head in a couple times, and it was kind of the stuff you see, like, riff tracks making fun of, like old public <laughs> oh. service announcements. Really? And, like, Man. Yeah. I would have come here earlier if I'd known that was happening. And just weird old things. And some, like, old newsreel-looking stuff where they were testing it out at, this is 12-frame transfer, this is 24-frame transfer, Man. so... So that was kind of cool. So I was here, and then Andrew's coming in to manage momentarily, so we're uh, squeezing in a podcast in between. Yeah. And and I'm not even supposed to be here today. You know, yeah. <laughs> this is like clerk style over here. You were just here. Yeah. I don't know what. I would have been here for the newsreel stuff. It sounds like uh, the frozen Dawson City uh, thing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Actually, one of the guys who works at the National Archives, he got a... I don't forget what his credit was, but he got like a thank you credit in Dawson City. Oh, nice. Because the, some of that footage was from... The credits in that movie are so tiny, though. You see the end credits? <laughs> I know. And then I was like, if anyone watches this... It's like this, the most painful eye exam ever. <laughs> if anyone watches this on DVD at home... I just thought that about Blade Runner 2049. We're watching it on the big screen and had all these tiny little credits. And I was like, even if you're watching this on a big screen at home, yeah. you're not going to be able to read. That's what Blu-ray is for. You can get that extra little bit. And you're like, okay, I can really see those names a little bit more. Zoom but. it in. <laughs> so we're talking about movies from the 12th to the 18th that I kind of already mentioned before, maybe even a couple times, because we've had this advanced programming laid out because of the holidays and because... I think it was Christmas and New Year's Day fell on a Monday, so that screwed things up. And but we should mention that Lady Bird is being held over. That's a new, the that's a new development. Of yeah. Lady Bird. Which is a good wow. example of why we should only program weekly, because twice on this programming in advance, we got screwed up because we've bumped Wonder Wheel to put in Lady Bird, and we lost Tragedy Girls and put in Disaster Artist. So no one seemed to really complain, but paper flyers were out there in the universe yeah and maybe it's just more evidence to point at that everybody just looks at social media and looks at our website and or and why doing it. why doing a weekly schedule is better well i always point at it for stuff like ladybird where people just kept coming yeah, a big sick as well like something like that you know like yeah just... and it allows us to keep bringing it back or when sometimes it doesn't work like sadly we did a tribute screening for david bowie and nobody came Sometimes it's just luck of the draw. And was it Labyrinth, though? No. It's just, it, mean? It's, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Okay. Yeah, we kind of went with like a more I knew it wouldn't be dramatic kind of thing. But, <laughs> yeah. but like the Purple Rain night for Prince was amazing. Yeah, it was like, bonkers. It was a packed house. It was, it was people in Prince tour t-shirts. People were dancing in the aisles. Oh, so, but that's an example of if we had been on a monthly schedule, I forget when exactly Prince passed away, but... It could have been two months later yeah, that yeah. the schedule would have freed up. So, yeah, so anyhow, now we have Ladybird coming back tomorrow on January 12th and playing for the week, and it will do much better than Wonder Wheel has been doing for us. <laughs> and especially because it just won, what did it win at the Golden Globes? Best uh, Picture and Best Actress? Actress, yeah. actress yeah. for sure, yeah. And I forget when the Oscars are going to be nominated, but it's got to, isn't it next month? Like that they happen? Or is it March that it happens? Like uh, that the actual ceremony. It is. used to be March, but now it's February, right? Yeah, that's what and I thought. Like so late it, February. I think it's just a short turnaround. Like yeah, I think be. it's January. 
any second now they're going to get the nominations out there and then it's like February is the awards Tommy yeah. Wiseau should announce them oh that would be amazing oh that would be the longest announcement ever it's like an hour for and, one announcement and we're all just standing by with bated breath because you know disaster artists might get zero nominations but Lee is going to be Greg's Oscar date if disaster artist gets Whoa. nominations oh, yeah and he'd be so excited and it was it was a a couple of podcasts ago Lee said oh can you just offhandedly he said oh can you host the Oscars this year and I was like oh yeah sure I can do that and I thought he was going to say I got a wedding to go to or something yeah, yeah. and he's like yeah Greg asked if I could be his date at the Oscars and I was like what oh, man. <laughs> so it might not necessarily mean him getting into the Oscars but it would be the red carpet stuff and yeah. some party outside oh and, my god we need footage of that if he gets like stopped <laughs> they're like here's Greg and, and the director of Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter like yeah <laughs> and some people were what are you wearing what are you wearing <laughs> it's like is that Vera Wang like what <laughs> I told you he has to wear a Mayfair shirt get a baseball cap made oh, yeah. up just oh, yeah. totally like Mayfair tuxedo I'm, I'm actually really excited about this now <laughs> like yeah. maybe too much well even just that if Disaster Artist gets nominated and win something mm -hmm. anything really anything yeah and I think it kind of might have a shot at adapted screenplay that's kind of what I was thinking like, yeah. I, I don't see why not like just it's become kind of a phenomenon at this point just even well, the book you know? and in the age of the possibility of 10 nominations yeah it could squeak in there for a best picture yeah Hollywood likes movies about movies yeah yeah but it's funny, like especially in the you know Twitter world, people were angry at Franco for pushing Tommy away from the mic, and I'm like, no, Franco's got like 30 seconds to oh, thank man. his mom and his dad and his crew. Tommy would have just blathered on about selling his underwear for 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> it was too dangerous. Like it, it was, it was a hilarious stiff arm maneuver. But it's like anyone who's ever seen him talk, like you're just like, okay, harsh but fair. <laughs> yeah. And I saw photos afterwards, and Tommy had a smile on his face, yeah. so it wasn't like he was upset. He didn't, he didn't hit. He's Twitter. doing fine. Yeah, yeah, and and it's. I think I mentioned it before on the website, or sorry, on the podcast. But the week Disaster Artist came out on Amazon, I don't know the exact numbers, but on Amazon. Greg's book was the number one softcover book. Mm -hmm. Disaster Artist was the number one DVD. Or no, sorry. The Room was the number one DVD. And The Room soundtrack, which I didn't even know oh, existed. Yeah. yeah, you can get that. Oh was God. the number one CD. So Tommy and Greg made some money oh, yeah. that week. And it's just going to keep going. It's, it's, so some people were nicely complaining that we didn't have The Room again later in January. Because <laughs> we had it in early January. And I went back and counted, and I was like, guys, we had it 16 times in the past two months. <laughs> like, we're, It'll be back in February. I lost track. Like, it's, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, people keep coming, so it's fine, but it's like, we, we did so many Zestrar's room, like, fake double bills and stuff, and you just, you just sort of think it's going to be playing that night when you come in. You're like, you're so used to it at this point. What was really funny was a couple of the early shows at 8.45 or 9 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a double bill, but it was back-to-back -back with Disaster Artist. And we had some people in who barely knew what the room was. And there was one night where it was still fairly well attended. It was like 60 people. But I think 55 people had never been to the room before. Yeah. And you could kind of hear the 55 people laughing at the five people who were yelling at the screen and throwing spoons. <laughs> at the end of the night, there was only five people worth of spoons throwing <laughs> versus like... 185, yeah. which was some of the... The cleaners crap. loved that screening. Yeah. <laughs> great. And so... I had to explain the room to a nice lady who was in a week ago because she had, you know, seen an article about disaster artists on CBC or CTV or something. And she had no idea of what it was. And, and I said, yeah, it's a midnight movie. It's a bad movie that people have fun laughing at. Yeah. 
But she was like, oh, I didn't realize it was one of those kind of movies. <laughs> and when you're in the trenches of something, you don't realize that the outside world is like, oh, yeah, people who even come to the Mayfair who just don't pay attention to that kind of programming mm-hmm. could come here once or twice a month to see the, the Judy Dench movie or the big yeah. sick or whatever and don't know that Room is this phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. That it's next month is our 102nd month in a row. Oh, and especially, yeah, now with the great reviews Disaster is getting, like, I'm, I'm definitely overhearing people who are like, oh, have you, have you seen that? The Room? Like, yeah. it's yeah. like this, like, old film reel or something. Like, oh, yes, I've heard of this The Room. One lady said, I remembered when we had Room and The Room. And I was like, yeah, oh, that was a confusing month yeah, or a couple weeks. Did, did we have that on the same day? <laughs> That'd be amazing. I, if I remember correctly, we never got the marquee that said... Room, room nine yeah. o'clock, the room eleven thirty because we had it in the same week. Yeah, but room was on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at six thirty. Right. So we never had it on the same marquee, which I would have loved. But we did have people thinking that we were playing room at eleven o'clock on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and you're like, really? You which, think? I guess, like, subject matter wise, I guess I could see it, but turnout wise, it would be terrible. So it's yeah. not really advisable. Well, even I've had people. I'm not French at all. But one of the things I really appreciate about the French language is they use the military clock. Because I've had people come in and go, oh, can I get tickets for the 11 a.m. screening of The Room tomorrow? (laughs) It's like, we're not showing The Room at 11 a.m. So there's always that confusion sometimes, too, where somebody will be like, oh, it's Saturday morning cartoons on at 10 p.m.? I've had that only like once. I would come to that. Yeah, people would come to that, too. So anyhow, yeah, so we do have... Disaster Artist back next week as well for a few more screenings. That might be it. So if you want to see Disaster Artist, be sure to catch it because it might get another push with Oscars or it might go to Blu-ray. Who knows? So Ladybird Disaster Artist making a return. Ottawa premiere of a movie called Dim the Fluorescence, which looks really good. It's yeah, a it Toronto movie mm-hmm. about two women who are working corporate gigs as actors and try to make it into a play. That's kind of the joke of it. They're taking boring corporate how-to of like HR seminars or stuff like that. Don't and, do this. Yeah, and turning it into like a like a melodrama. And it's funny because I know one of my friends, a good friend of mine, she's done that kind of stuff of an actor gets paid to go into Walmart and pretend to be a Walmart employee mm. and say, this is how we put the stock up on a shelf. This is how we do that. <laughs> the movie looks very Toronto, just in the trailer. Yeah, it's I was true. like, that looks like a Toronto street. So that that's is it, a. Is it? Do you know if they shot it as Toronto as well? Or, or probably, yeah. probably, because it would make sense. I find the only time they don't do that is when it's an American movie. Yeah, yeah. Where it's that frustration of like the CN towers in the background, <laughs> and there's Canada Post mailboxes and yeah. Ontario license plate, and then somebody pulls out a wallet and has like a twenty dollar bill. It's American. Yeah. You're like, why? Why? It's like Vancouver as well. Like you see the mountains in the background and rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, I don't yeah. think this is New York or whatever this was supposed to be. Just a break the podcast fourth wall, I think I might hear somebody rattling at the door. Yeah, but I thought that was maybe just someone looking to get room tickets. Could be a ghost. (laughs) We should also point out that this is the 150th podcast. Yeah. Which is fun. (laughs) I guess it means nothing, sort of, but... (laughs) In the tradition of, man, it's like, you would love if the 150th podcast could be something extra special. Like, (laughs) like say if it was like the the week we had Greg on or something like that. But just, it's... I always identify with much bigger podcasts than ours, like yeah. really famous podcasts, how it's hard to just schedule them. Mm. And like I listened to the Nerdist podcast, which a couple of years ago had three hosts. But now we live in a world where those three hosts, good on them, yeah. have all got careers, including one writing for a sitcom and hosting a Star Trek after show. Yeah. 
one hosting numerous shows and one hosting Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. So to get those three fellas in a room is hard. So like today, Lee was here this morning because he's edited a new film called Hot Knives, which makes its premiere here sometime soon. 27th, I think. They came to just basically watch the 99% final cut kind of thing. He was here doing that, and I think he's home right now doing a little touch-ups on that. Anya was on the podcast every so often, but now she has crazy school schedules. Yeah, yeah, she has like five lives she juggles, basically, so I'm impressed. (laughs) Ian's been on a handful of times, but he has a real job. Despite being a co-owner of the theater, he has a real job on top of that. I didn't even meet him for a couple of months, and then I didn't know who he was at first. I was like, I've heard of you. With Ian, there's always a story of him showing up, getting a popcorn and a Coke, and the candy bar person going... Wait, who's that guy? Yeah, he seems to know what he's doing, so yeah. I'm gonna allow that. Hopefully, no other customer does that. But, but in just and today is an example. Andrew ran a bit late, and Andrew's away from the mic right now because I think he's going to do managerial things. Mm. It's just hard to get people together. Yeah, it's good now that if this was a handful of years ago, this would have been more of a radio show mm-hmm. where we would have had to have gone to Carlton or gone to Ottawa U and booked a radio space oh, and thing, you know, and it would have had to be like, okay, we're meeting. Thursday at 3. Yeah. Whereas now, it's much more flexible. Whereas, like, the last one I did with Anya was in the 11th hour, I came in for an afternoon shift because by mistake, nobody was booked for Candy Bar. So I came in to help out Anya. And then after the movie started, I said, let's record a podcast now because it'll mean I don't have to do it later in the week. Yeah, yeah, and you can have a life. (laughs) And so that happens, too, where you just kind of bank them. And and we're in a lucky position where... Andrew can co-host with me. You can co-host with me. Yeah. Lee. And, like, Lee's great because you just turn on the mic and he can go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it hasn't happened as much as I would like, but we have had Julie Marchesi, who's a filmmaker from L.A., who I've become friends with. Mm-hmm. And when Greg was here, he was on. And I really want to try to get more local people on. Yeah, yeah. But it's just... It's another thing to do, you know? Like, it's yeah. another... Everybody has at least three things they do, it seems like. And yeah. just like, ah, here's a fourth thing. And I'm kind of great. And so, it's like, I'd love to have more people on, but it's just... I think really what I want to pay attention to is that if it's... Especially if it's like a local film or a local event... Yeah. Try to get somebody on to plug their event. Yeah. Or even, like, when we have... We have those Collective Arts Brewing... Yeah. Smoke Shack movie nights... So even that would be fun to get someone from the Smoke Shack to come in and say... The Collective Arts dude is great. He likes fun things. And I've had our friends from across the street from House of Targon once. Nice. But it's just, you have ambition of being like, oh, I can get somebody and do a Skype thing. And you're like, oh, it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Ideas are really easy to come up with. That's the the hard thing. And you're like, okay, we need one black squirrel guy, one tar guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll start figuring this out. But yeah, so this is our 150th, but it's... Episode? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. This is the big one. Right? <laughs> Andrew's back, by the way. Andrew's back. <laughs> yeah, I had to run. <laughs> it was good. Stuff. You shouldn't have left your lunch here. It looked so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still survived. Just to get back on track, so I make sure we mention everything within the context of this show, the other film we have this week is called Call Me By Your Name. Which is supposed to be very good. Oh, yeah. Getting and lots of press. Yeah. It's got Army Hammer, who... Which is the best name ever, probably. But the Lone Ranger. The Lone, yeah. and good, good for Army because every time I've seen him in an interview, he seems like a lovely guy. Oh yeah. And that he still has a career is a sign that he's talented because he did two really big flops: yeah. Lone Ranger and Man from Uncle, back to back. 
Man from Uncle's really good though. I really I like Man from Uncle. I did see it, but it is it is quite good. It was a uh, it was a uh, guy uh, guy Richie. Yeah, Richie. yeah, it's got a great soundtrack too. But I'm other actors that might have put them in movie jail, you know? Yeah. I like that he was willing to do a movie like Call Me By Your Name because, like, I, I'm assuming yeah. it was lower budgeted and, and you know, more of a drama. And, like, it's cool that he was willing to be like, yeah, this script is amazing, so I'm doing this. And probably smart because it's garnered... It had three Golden Globe nominations. A lot of people think it'll get an Oscar nomination or two. Mm-hmm. I wrote it down just to remember it, but it won Best Feature at the Gotham Awards, which is becoming quite... The awards, the Bruce Wayne Awards, yeah, the yeah, Bruce Wayne Awards. I can't yeah. hear without thinking that. <laughs> and then it was a People's Choice nominee at TIFF. It's interesting. It, it's making the talk show rounds now. More and more indie films are. I watched last night's Tonight Show this morning while I was doing stuff, and Saoirse Ronan was on. For you nailed the pronunciation. That's how. You, that's how you say yeah, it. Yeah, Saoirse, yeah. yeah. I got to remember. We got to do every podcast. We need to remind ourselves. We're going to be showing a lot of her films. Yeah. Uh, a couple years ago on Brooklyn, I think the whole episode was us stumbling over how to pronounce her yeah. name. And but the actor who's in Call Me by Your Name, his name's Timothy Chalamet. He's he's in Lady Bird. He's kind of the douchebag kid. He's, yeah. in Lady Bird. Oh, so he's got two really big indie films going right now oh yeah he's got a ton of buzz behind him right now but he was on Tonight Show so that's interesting because once upon a time those kind of indie films wouldn't really get that kind of publicity yeah it would be all you know it would be Last Jedi actors it wouldn't be independent guys sometimes they get the late late show you know where it's like super late and everyone's asleep and are like oh yeah we'll get you on that (laughs) those ten people will love it Carson Daly yeah oh (laughs) Carson Daly yeah and so we'll have announcements as per usual we'll have announcements of the following week we're back on rotation now, so Monday the 15th, we'll know what's happening starting the 19th. Monday the 22nd, we'll know what's happening the 26th. We have a few premieres booked here and there, which you can always go and look at at our website. I just, this afternoon, I multitasked and put up news of a brand new one that is called oh, Dramatic cool. Pause, Black Hollow Cage. Yeah, that sounded interesting. That's coming up in February, and it I think it's science fiction E? I yeah well, I mean I was gonna say with horror elements but I say that yeah. based on just the description and no knowledge of that the quick pitch is it's a girl who lives in seclusion in the middle of the woods with her father and a wolfhound finds a mysterious device with ability to change the past and she has a cool like robot hand oh I didn't know about the robot hand yeah the, the photo I'm looking at it's her petting the dog and she's got a cool robot hand it's a little bit of uh, Luke Skywalker thing going there yeah <laughs> That's a, a Spanish film we have coming up that's I don't know much about because we just booked it moments ago. And so that's yeah. you can find information for that. Watch the trailer up on the website. That's, that's making me think of Time Crimes. Another yeah. great Spanish uh, time-ish. Yeah, well, we, I guess it's the, we don't know that the new one is time travel based, but, you know. It, I, think, I think it's one of those, like, indie sci-fi movies, you know? Yeah. So it's science fiction, but not necessarily with laser gun battles yeah. and stuff like that or maybe it's and at the end it's like or was it science fiction yeah. perhaps it was in your mind and the other one we have that we just recently booked that's coming up in March is called Flower and this looks yeah this looks really interesting mm-hmm. that one at the Tribeca Film Fest mm-hmm. although it's not quite the same story I think it's might fit the same kind of ladybird audience mm-hmm. where it's a the log line here is a sexually curious teen forms an unorthodox kinship with her mentally unstable stepbrother Tribeca Film Fest Jury Prize nominee Best Narrative Feature looks Ladybird esque. Yeah. If you liked Ladybird, you'll love Blank. We got to do that every week now. So please come back. It's funny that that happens. Hollywood is very guilty of when there's 
Deep Impact and Armageddon come out at the exact same time. I was just thinking of that. Or after Scream came out, there was I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. But indie movies are very similar. You can you can track where this kind of Shakespeare stuff is doing well now, and then there'll be a bunch out. Or 20 years ago when Merchant Ivory was a big thing, there was a ton of British dramatic period pieces. Mm-hmm. And it's like anything else. It's a business. So they were being done because it was profitable. And like I always joke about if if we could show a Helen Mirren, Judy Dench movie once a month, that would make us. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That would. But yeah, so check our schedule there. We got a, a handful of other premieres booked in the near future. And still no news on, still no firm news on the Disney 20th Century Fox thing. Oh, uh, which is I even forgot good, about that. Sort of. Yeah. A couple people have asked me about it and we're like, well... Um, we don't know. Yeah, we're, so we're know? just going to keep going until we're told not to well, keep Well, we're going. showing Rocky Horror on next Saturday. Not, yeah. the, not this Saturday, but the fall, uh, the 20th. Yeah, yeah, January 20th. So it's good to know that each one could be the last, just in case. It's but. very bittersweet to think that at Die Hard, I did just a quick little introduction and got audible gasps from some people in the audience. <laughs> I thought you were going to say booed. No, <laughs> who, who were like, I, I told, I just briefly said this might be the last time we get to show it because mm-hmm. Fox got bought out by Disney Disney doesn't let their old catalog out and most people don't get that yeah. they don't need to they just don't think about that kind of thing that might have been our last screening of Die Hard that's sad but Rocky Horror is really sad because it's oh, such yeah. a interaction public people dressing up people coming mm-hmm. up for Halloween and I can't imagine that this Halloween theoretically could roll around and we don't have Rocky Horror for the Man. first time I don't want to make light of that because it would make poor Sam, who runs our Rocky Horror <laughs> stuff. But I was like, well, glass half full. Maybe it means we could show Halloween on Halloween. Yeah, you know, he could play Michael Myers in the yeah. Shadow Stab or whatever. Yeah, like, they'll have to create a new uh, Shadow Cast experience. That, that could be cool, actually. I, mean, I think they made a joke about doing. I think Anya might have mentioned it last time of doing something like Sound of Music or or like Wizard of Oz but in Rocky Horror garb yeah so some kind of weird that oh man <laughs> Sound of Music especially would be uh, disturbing but then it got way. pointed out Sound of Music is 20th Century Fox right okay it's crazy like, so even when we joke about it it becomes yeah. too real <laughs> so I'll mention this now I don't think this is new so this is new news to you guys as well but I chatted with Lee about this the other day and I said I've been very disheartened about kids clubs Turnouts. Mm-hmm. Do you think we should cancel it? Do you think we should keep doing it? And Lee, bless his little heart, basically said, I know it's something that you like doing, so we could keep doing it, uh-huh. but it doesn't make sense to do it. Right. The harsh reality is showing Lady Bird or Loving Vincent or Big Sick in that same 1 o'clock Saturday, yeah. Sunday time slot garners 150 people. Kids Club, I think in the two years that we did it, like at the best... I believe, like, Batman 66 and, like, one or two other movies got, like, 50 people. That was so good. And for the most part, it was 20 people. So, we're canceling Kids Club. Very sad. But it's just... it's. I hope no one gets too upset about it, but we have facts to point at that it didn't work. Yeah. And, and Lee said, any other business that was run by people who were actually smart about business would have canceled it a year and a half ago. Yeah. So, we really gave it its all... I'm really happy that we got to get these rarities on screen, mm-hmm. even if it was only for 20 people. Yeah. It's really cool that we got to show the Dark Crystal or Superman or Iron Giant. But really, I'm not exagger- under-exaggerating. Sometimes it was like 10 or 20 people. Yeah. You know, fret not. Like, we're, we're still going to show new kids' movies as much as we can. Mm-hmm. I know in the past year, year and a half, we've screened stuff like Moana and the Smurfs movie and Despicable mm-hmm. Me and all that kind of stuff. Little Pony. 
My Little Pony, yeah. yeah. And, you know, when something rolls around, like an anniversary or a, the holidays, I'm sure we'll still squeeze in a mm. scary kids movie or a Christmas movie, but it just, it wasn't working. And yeah. so it's, it's one it's, thing when it's cinema and it's, you know, free for members, but when it's like a one o'clock prime spot. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we're doing is that bring in your kids club membership and you can just use it for a, a movie. So if your kid comes to bring the kid to a movie and whenever we're showing, you know, when we show Star Wars, bring, bring the kid to Star yeah. Wars, you can get it for you that. And we're saying you could use it to get a free kids popcorn as well. So hopefully at minimal, that means you've gotten your initial kids club entry, another movie that's yeah. 10 bucks and some free popcorn out yeah, of it. So To drown the tears. Drown the tears. <laughs> it broke my heart because there was a couple of times where there was like online reaction that was big. Yeah. And a lot of people asking about it. And then we would screen, you know, say Iron Giant and there'd be 15 people there. Yeah. And it was like, why did 150 people give it a thumbs up on <laughs> Facebook? You lied to me. We love clicking stuff, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going away, but and we'll still do completely opposite end of the spectrum. We will still do Saturday morning cartoons on a quarterly basis. Oh, yeah. That keeps on drawing people in. It's huge, man. The thing that's not a movie is the, <laughs> one of the best things, biggest things we do here. <laughs> no, no, we, and I mean, and there was that one time where we went away from it for like a month or two and we were going to do like animated actual movies like right, years yeah, back. Yeah. And then it was, I don't know, I'm assuming it wasn't as huge as it was for this, the block of cartoons. Yeah, but. we thought if we lost the opportunity to the person who curates these for us, if, if sooner or later they're going to run out, you would think, we thought, what if we show a couple of... Yeah. Like a Saturday morning esque, like GoBots or something. GoBots or the He Man cartoon, which we have shown. Which we have shown. <laughs> Sadly, from Kids Club, it's people weren't coming. But so we'll see. As far you know, knock on wood, these Saturday morning cartoons will keep coming. We'll do another one around March break again. But it was even the last one around Christmas time. I was worried, and at about whatever nine thirty, nine forty, I was like, oh no, this is going to be our first Kids Club that doesn't really do well. And then between, for real, like between ten two and five after. 200 people showed up and it was just a madhouse in the box office. It was office. ridiculous. Yeah. There was cereal everywhere. Like, oh, literally. Yeah. And I think that might have been our best one. That was something like 250 people or 275. It was crazy. Yeah. It was it was really packed. It's funny to see it slowly. Like, you, you, most people will make through the first hour or half hour and then, it, like, some trickle out as you see, like, the small kids are just like, yeah. you can't deal with this anymore. But, like, uh, it's fun toughing that out for three hours, man. It's it's such a good time. Yeah, so that'll be back. And yeah, like I'm sure every once in a while, it'll be fill in the blanks 40th anniversary and we'll mm -hmm. find some excuse because we do that. We'll screen stuff that, as mentioned, like we will totally screen The Last Jedi when we yeah. have the opportunity. And we probably won't do great with it, but we have to screen a Star yeah. Wars movie. I mean, we the have whole to. staff will be there probably. So, I mean, at least we'll enjoy it. But. That was the funniest. <laughs> At Kids Club, we played Bad News Bears solely because it became available there was like 30 people there but it was like myself and lee and ian and <laughs> lee's kids and i'm like wait a minute how many tickets were actually sold and it was like you know four tickets sold or something <laughs> oh, so man. yeah when we do saturday night cinema it's a bit of a different beast because it's some rare obscure movie you've never heard of or like a b movie that's not easily available but that's like a midnight movie crowd we sell the membership cards mm -hmm. it seems to have picked up and done pretty well yeah. and even it went away for a while because it mm -hmm. didn't do well so maybe one day we'll get another opportunity to bring it back but uh, yeah we stopped doing that initially because we ran out of 35 millimeter prints because that was the gimmick yeah oh, yeah for a while and then we're like well we ran out of those <laughs> so <laughs> it's like well uh so it is now we started a bit late but 
we're about a good time for a podcast. I think maybe Andrew might have to run away right now. I gotta turn the movie machine on. And you didn't then, even give him a soliloquy or anything. Yeah. Like, after we missed him there. <laughs> so Andrew's gonna take off, and we're gonna wrap this up. Or we can wait one minute and then talk about Andrew for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, his lunch is still here. So it's funny. So sometime in the near future, we're going to have to do a little best of 2017 thing. Yeah. As often happens, I never worry about talking about stuff on the podcast because if you have a couple people who are like movie nerds, you can just kill a half hour pretty yeah. easily, which Even we just did. if you don't know the movies that are coming up, if you've never seen them, like, yeah. I always worry about that after until the second podcast that I did, and I was like, yeah, I don't think we'll ever have a problem filling a half no. hour. And so I made notes of some of my favorite things of 2017, but I'll hold on to that, and we'll do that sometime in the near future. So yeah, we'll wrap this up. I will say go check out all of our social media for all the latest updates. We're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and our website. Our website's the best place to find information. Don't trust the middleman sites because they're wrong a lot of the times. Yeah. Go visit our friends at House of Target across the street. They're always doing cool stuff there. They have... What did they just get in that was cool? They got in some... Oh, they have like oh, the, yeah. the T2 pinball machine. Think of movie theme stuff they have. Yeah, there was something else like really random. The, the ones they get, it's always like stuff I would never have thought of. Like, okay, like I think they got The Simpsons or something and then like... And I'm always like, I want them to get the Twilight Zone one as on a personal you know, yeah. level, but I don't know. Ghostbusters is really cool. And the 60s Batman one. That, oh, that, that. I played that in Toronto. Oh, that was really good. That's a whole other... We keep mentioning 60s Batman, yeah. and I happen <laughs> to be wearing a Joker shirt, but yeah. that was unrelated to bringing that up. So yeah, go visit our friends at House of Targ. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon here at the Mayfair. Bye. Bye-bye. Prince in his first motion picture. Before he created the music, he lived every bit of it. for the one thing that meant everything. His music. Prince. The story. The struggle. The movie. Purple Rain.